see on Skype. Your name's Warren. All right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Because looked it up. I was like, what the fuck? First of all, Warren Ash. I was like, I, I, I don't know. I just figured. I guess Just one. I, no, I just figured I was like, Warren Ash. I was like, oh, I was like, Indian guy. Like, immediately just went to like the most racist. Like, oh, he's smart and he's making a satellite. Of course he's going to be Indian. Indian guy. Yeah. Warren Ash. No. Yeah. Ash Peter. Yeah. Last name. Yeah. So, um, yeah, dude, fucking. What's today's date for uh, future references? This is March 16th, 2020. Coronavirus wreaking havoc across the nation. Dude, it makes me think of fucking Anchorman. Like, Panda Watch. <laughs> Day 30. <laughs> Panda Watch. <laughs> yeah, but because, like, I don't know anyone with it and no one's dying. I mean, and that's an incredibly closed-minded thing to say. I'm very aware of the severity <laughs> of this. I'm not trying to be like, this is all just a hoax. Like, no, like I'm, I'm very aware of what's going on. But it kind of feels like um, it kind of feels like South Park, the day after tomorrow episode. <laughs> oh, like, I don't think I've seen the day after tomorrow in South Park. Haven't yeah, seen the one episode. The though. one episode, it's one of my favorite. But they're like Randy's, like crawling through the street. They're like, "We gotta save Stan." Oh, oh yeah. But and it's just like sixty he, degrees, and they're like, "It's four. Yeah, they're dying. They're like, "Oh, it's the last, <laughs> yeah. the last phase. You're heating up." Yeah, I kind of feel because I like. On the news, it's like national quarantine possibly coming down. And then I look outside, and there's just like a girl on like a pink tricycle, and like my dog sleeping. It's just like coronavirus. Like, yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah. especially as a college age kid. Oh yeah, because you have the kids are like freaking out. They're like, no, we can't go to school. This is horrible. They should stop it. School's canceled. You check your Instagram story. Everyone's. Yeah. On a flight to Puerto Rico, ten dollars in the clubs on a Tuesday. Yeah, yes. yeah. coronavirus in Lyme. Like, exactly, exactly. Dude, oh, shit, before it's, before we keep talking, fucking introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. How how should the intro go? How should the how do you typically do them? Uh, some people, the Delta Force guy had like a thirty minute introduction because he's done more shit than the rest of us will ever do. Fucking works for the CIA, dude. He's legit. Yeah, he's no, Jason I'm Warren. with it. Um, other people are just like, "What's up, Bob?" Uh, you're Warren. You're making a meme satellite, and you go to UGA. I went to UGA for everyone. I go to Georgia Tech. Oh, you go to Georgia Tech. Yeah, you <laughs> whatever. A UGA you student. My name is Warren Ash Peter. I am graduating with my aerospace engineering degree this year from Georgia Tech. But uh, I went to UGA for about a year and a half, two years before Georgia Tech finally let me in. Ooh, not a true dog. Yeah, not a true dog. This is my brother. This is my brother went to Georgia Tech. Oh, I'm with yeah, you. Man. Yeah, I, I got I mean, it. the best part of being either in the mixed mixed family or as a mixed person myself from UJ and Georgia Tech, you, people are like, "Who are you rooting for?" And you can just say whoever's winning at the time, and yeah. they're like, "You know, defendable." Yeah. yeah. See, I look. Yeah, I look at it as like I have Georgia Tech, so I can like, I can like, I can claim like the smart kids, and then I can say yeah. UGA. <laughs> I can claim the fun. I can claim the fun kids. And, and exactly that's hypocritical as fuck for me to say because i was a fucking loser in college all i did was study but uh <laughs> yeah um so you're fucking you're so i saw your post on spacex master race oh yeah goddamn great subreddit well it's funny because I, I have a friend uh who's been on twice now rob who works for uh, nasa the sls okay. and he 3d, oh, print, cool. 3D prints rockets and shit smart as fuck and we were oh, like, yeah. we were talking about like online presence, and he was like, NASA needs a greater presence. And I started talking about SpaceX Master Race, and uh, so I like, I like, hadn't been in a while, so I posted a link to the to the subreddit. I was like, hey, SpaceX Master Race came up because Rob from NASA said that it's like, no, even like the administrator of NASA is like, we need a better online presence because like Elon kills yeah. it with just memes and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> so totally. I started, so I, I was like, there is a true value in memes, and. Uh, 
he was like, yeah, so I posted on SpaceX Masters. I hadn't been in a while, and I saw your post, and it was like, I'm making a meme satellite. And I was like, I need him. I need him now. And I was, and, that, and I started scrolling through it, and it said UGA, and I was like, fuck yeah. And, uh, oh, dude, yeah, that's the connect. That's like, yeah, it's, yeah. It was interesting because the whole backstory on what we're doing, yeah. I mean, it just quintessentially started as a joke. It was me and some buddies at UGA in this like dingy physics basement lab room. Fuck yeah. And we were working on satellites, right? UGA had a brand spanking new satellite program by then. And uh, we were working for a review super late one night. And we were like, oh, dude, how funny would it be if we just like beam down memes? A thing in satellites is they like, they just kind of like beep down Spot. the important data every yeah, so often, right? Ping, so every, every five, 10 seconds, whatever, if they're in low Earth orbit, orbit, they'll be like, oh, here's how hot I am. Here's my battery. This is where I am. And typically people will sneak in just like funny phrases. We have a satellite that uh, I worked on that blinks down quotes from Portal 2. Right. And so it's funny quotes. And so it started with that. We're like, oh, what should our funny messages be? And then it was like, oh, man, we should just make a satellite that beams down memes like meme sat. And it's also the aerospace industry and I'm sure other industries, but the aerospace industry is notorious for just acronyms out the butt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. everything, everything everything has an acronym. Um, you have these whole acronym dictionaries. If you should go to NASA, they have like a whole catalog of acronyms. And so it's a joke that you backronym things. You come up yeah. with the name of the mission and yeah. then do it backwards. So we did meme sat and it didn't really have a meaning for a while. And we didn't actually work on it. We were just like, ha ha ha, this is funny. We made a joke patch. Mm-hmm. I um I went and interned at JPL for eight months. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. uh, so that's the NASA Jet Propulsion Laboratory. They do the Mars rover and a ton of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And me and my buddies were always joking about meme sat there. They're like, oh, what are you going to do when you graduate? I'm like, oh, I'm going to beam down memes. going to make a meme beaming satellite. And so me me and my buddies from UGA were like, hey, we should try to make a company. I think that would be fun for mm-hmm. some reason. Let's mm-hmm. do it. And um, we started getting on Skype calls and writing out mission ideas and trying to like do some market research. And all in all to make meme sat like a legitimate thing. But, um, you know, time goes by. One of them got committed to a company he graduated that summer. So he went off and he's at Tyvac now uh-huh. uh, in Irvine. They do small satellite systems and yeah. deployers. And then um, the other one started doing grad school. So master's PhD and gets pretty intense and I'm still sitting there working the nine to five, just like, ha ha me. I still got, I still got a few more years of school uh, of undergrad. Right. Yeah. So I was like, let's do it. It was only 2018. So they kind of fell off. And then I came back to school and I was like, Oh, I could totally do this. And then I started talking to business professors at tech and I'm like, I want to do this. How should I do it? They're like, Oh, is it educational? I'm like, yeah, for sure. It's going to be educational. And um, that's kind of when I started to coin the mission for education and multimedia engagement. Multimedia being my fancy word for memes. Fuck yeah. And the most, I, it's, I'm trying to think, it's either the worst or best advice I ever got. This, this one, just a junk professor um, was like, oh, no, 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 don't make an LLC or a for-profit because that's going to be hard to get amateur radio involved because amateur is strictly, you cannot be paid for any communications, right? No pecuniary interest of any sort, fancy lawyer term. I can't make money from any of it. Sure. If it involves amateur radio. Right. And so there's a ton of layers, so you don't get sued. But 
He's like, make a nonprofit. It's not hard. It's not hard. Mm-hmm. As a one man team with zero money yeah. <laughs> in college, I was like, all right, like five hundred one random man let's in go. a building who yeah. sounded confident. I was like, let's do it. So I started the nonprofit. It is quite a process compared to just if you were to form an LLC. I can't say that with too much history because I haven't formed an LLC, and I'm sure that people operate them very strategically. But if you're me and you just dilly dally through life and just throwing darts at the wall, they stick where they stick yeah. and you chase after them. You start the nonprofit and then, you know, you just, you get into it and you make mistakes and then somebody sends you mail or a lawyer's like, you cannot do that. Yeah. Dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> right? I know. Trust me. I know. I've, I'd started a nonprofit right after college. I started a mental health. Oh, really? started a mental health charity to raise money for mental health awareness. Yeah. Just pure great intentions, man. Fucking might have been a couple months before I was getting like weird letters and shit. I was getting phone calls and I was like, yeah, man, like you, man, I was just kind of freaking out. I was like, what? I don't want any of this. This is why I did nonprofit. So I wouldn't have to, because in my mind, I was like, it just means I don't have to deal with the real world. Right. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> keep hey, if I can get suits. tax exempt and people yeah. can write this off, I'm like, this is just free money. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it does not work like that. Yeah. People were like, oh, you got to have account structure and yeah. you got to have all this traceability of where the money goes. And I'm sitting there, right? haven't done a business thing in my life. Yeah, same. No idea. And I was like, I was like, whoa, whoa. And so, I mean, I've been learning a lot, man. People are like, oh, engineering, you must be smart. People who get really intense about business things, like that's, it's a totally separate skill set. Oh right? my God, yeah. Math is math, but just the legality and memorizing all that stuff and knowing what you can and can't do in these like, lawyer jargon is it's black magic it's nuts because it's not like it's not like a it's not an objective science you know yeah yeah. like 9.81 meters per second all right got it exactly there aren't just sound it's like hard calculations or like plugins for matlab but it's it's interesting to me too because it's in the u.s everyone's like oh it's land of opportunity you can go do that you can start a company and in my experience, it's almost been like, oh, you can do it if you can pay someone to do it who knows what's going on, mm-hmm. which isn't, I mean, I'm, I'm a friggin' college student. Do I have money? No, I share a bedroom mm. in a house in a kind of ghetto part of Atlanta <laughs> for zero money. I sleep on the floor. Yeah. I, this is a nice room. This is my girlfriend's house. Oh, whoop. this is my me. girlfriend's house. She has stuff around. Like yeah. she has furniture. My bed's on the floor. I don't have a TV. I just eat a lot of ramen and oatmeal in bulk. Yeah. And people are like, oh, just go pay a lawyer five grand. I'm like, that's really hard to do when you don't have five grand. And until you do that, you can't pay someone to figure it out for you. Right. And there's no way to make the five grand without having the lawyer. Without having the 501. Like no one's going to give money to a charity that says we might become a charity one day. And they're like, well, if I don't have a guarantee, like (laughs) I'm not giving, I'm not giving five grand to a stranger. So I've been bootstrapping it a little, but the thing and uh, I definitely just went off on a tangent. The thing that Dude, freaks me out is... Well, there's, just so you know, there's no fucking structure on this podcast. There's no like, yeah. let's stay on the... <laughs> Dude, I've had people on... Dude, I had on a guy that operated US drones, right? Like predators and shit. Yeah. Dude, I think we talked about like if artificial intelligence became like an anime freak. For like three hours. There's no fucking dude. He can talk about whatever. All right. All it's right. just it's a loose category when I get someone yeah. that does this, oh, yeah. does X, Y, and Z. It doesn't fucking matter what we talk about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, keep going. But um the final point to that is just 
everyone says land of opportunity, you can do it if you can do it, but doing it from, from the ground without having that background. And I was handed like a very good deck of cards in life. Right. No, so it was, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's nuts. Cause you go look at this paperwork that's mandatory that you have to do for everything. And just the terminology on it is crazy. And it's like, you need to pull someone in who doesn't have a PhD in this or, and it isn't superficial. Cause like, you don't need to be using these huge 12 point vocab words. Mm. You, I need, I need it in prose. I'm, I still misspell forms of there, right? Yeah, like I yeah. can, I can build a rocket, I can build a satellite, but I need to fully understand this stuff. If it means that people are going to come back and attack me for it, mm. if I ever make money. Yeah, absolutely dude. <laughs> yeah. And I've had an experience where I've called the secretary of state's office for the charities division to ask about a form. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm on this page looking at this paragraph. What does that mean? And the person was like, that's a tough one. And I'm like, what? You guys did this. And they're like, yeah, just do what you think and you'll be good. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a fine if I don't do yeah. it right. And they're like, nah, you're cool. That you're argument cool. doesn't like, hold up in court. I did what I thought was. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I need a transcript of that phone call because when I get reamed out for yeah. submitting the wrong thing, it's going to be terrifying. And yeah. I called, I tried. I'm like, Hey, what do I do? They're like, I'm not a lawyer. I can't give you advice. I'm like, you run the form. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know exactly what I need to put down. Yeah. So it's interesting, but it's like a strange means to an end to just put memes in space, you know, <laughs> I'm completely behind it. Yeah, no, it's, I think anyone outside of this conversation might go, that's weird, but not me. Dude, I, you say it to me and I'm like, no, I completely get it. I can, I, yeah. can, I completely get like, you know, fuck yeah. To me, that's, to me, that's not strange. To me, that's like one of the only things in life that like does make sense is like, like I told you, and I've said on this podcast a million times because I'm fucking broken record. I got in a medical <laughs> school out of UGA, but I decided mm-hmm. not to go, man. And it's so like whenever I kind of get like a sideways glance, like you had the opportunity to be an MD and you're, you have a podcast, <laughs> like you have a podcast that's like, marked by piss breaks like yeah to me it's like at first at first it's like yeah no this is all for fun but then over time it's like what the fuck is the purpose to anything other than just like pursuing what is important dude i had a friend from from uh, high school who uh a year younger than me is 28 is today's monday so there's a week no sorry two weeks ago today 28 years old, dropped dead, cardiac anomaly. For real. Well educated as fuck, good job in Atlanta. Done. To Life's me, a blip, dude. You gotta, well, that's what it's, you gotta that's do what's, what's important to you. Because so there's not yeah, gonna be another time. Exactly. So for me, it's like, it's the stuff that may seem like funny is like, I can't figure out, like, well, I can't decide, like, what the fuck is more important. Even right now coronavirus you know it's really got to be like 80 and above or has have respiratory issues for it to be you know uh uh you know whatever the term fucking it it could kill you but you know let's let's pretend this wasn't coronavirus let's pretend this was fucking smallpox right yeah you can see just how quickly out of the blue it comes right Mm -hmm. i'm 29 years old never seen anything like this in my life and it's just here and all of a sudden it's like what the fuck is going on we live in world war z now but it happens so quick dude you know to me this is like a perfect even though it's happening so quick and it seems like 
just yesterday we were making like you know world war three memes and now yeah. we're here we're in a new meme paradigm already yeah to me it's like although that seems lightning fast it's actually glacially slow when compared to how much heads up most people do have when death comes a car accident yeah. dropping dead from a cardiac anomaly fucking you know terminal illness it's yeah. you have you don't get this we all think that there's going to be like you know you're gonna re okay i'm 80 years old you know i'm winding down in life now what's important yeah dude it comes out of nowhere and it's yeah, yeah, yeah. and when that's said said and done and you're fucking like okay this let's pretend this is smallpox not coronavirus let's pretend it's pretty mm -hmm. guaranteed we're all gonna fucking die i can look at it and go dude i've been like pursuing a dream for the last like several years but more specifically the podcast the last three months i can i can truly say i have zero regrets i'm like i'm so happy i didn't go to medical school i was so miserable um but to me like what is yeah. more real than that what is more serious than that like to fucking pursue it and do what you Nothing, love man. now it's so yeah to anyone outside they might be like the fuck you made a podcast and this guy's making fucking memes like but to me it's like <laughs> now that it's like shit's hit the, hit shit hits the fan who has the dumbest grins in the room you and i because it's like yeah you know yeah, i'm doing, the, do I'm doing the know, thing uh, sorry you know bill and burr the, yeah and the philosophical rant there sorry yeah bill burr yeah what about him? oh no i'm gonna continue okay, the philosophical okay. rant for Beautiful. a second i mean he had uh the futon I don't even bit? know if it was part of a comedy routine, but he was saying that the futon, the futon. Yeah. 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 You're, you're living a high risk life. Yes. Living your normal job, sleeping next to the wife you hate. If, if you just keep thinking, Oh, this is going to be it. I'm going to keep doing this. And then one day I'll be happy. Right. Yeah. Versus going out, taking a shot at your dreams and going yeah. for it because something that, so I have anxiety and I've lived with, um, lived with it for a while. And mm -hmm. I mean, even outside of that, just how we raise kids in modern US society, especially like middle, upper middle class is you need to go out, you need to make as much money as possible. You got to do your best to set yourself up for life, which is good. Parents want their kids to be successful. But no one ever said like, hey, take a break. Like, hey, go chill out. I, I have fantasies where I go on like a work away where I'm just in Europe on a farm somewhere chilling yeah. out for a few months. But I'm like, oh, no, that'd be such a waste of an internship opportunity yeah, oh, or exactly, research opportunity. Exactly. That's the mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's work, 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 work. And you're never done. And you're supposed to feel proud and fulfilled at some point. But you got to you got to really find it in yourself to be fulfilled by what you do. And I think I think there's something pure about meme set in the sense that we were all like, oh, this is funny. This is yes. a joke. Yes. And then we put that on a more public platform and it blew me away because I, at first I was like, Oh, I was on Reddit. I'm like, ha ha ha. Yeah. And these people were like, Oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be funny. But I started getting hit up from kids in Finland, Sweden, Lithuania, Canada, the South America. Right. And they were all hitting me up and they're like, Hey, your post was awesome. Like Fine. I've been struggling, but do you think I can do aerospace? I'm like, yeah, dude, you can do whatever you want. I didn't get into the school I wanted to go to. I was told, no, you're not smart enough to be an engineer. My worst scores were math and physics. And now I'm about to graduate with highest honors because it's just nose to the grindstone. Yeah. And we live in a society where, in a society, yeah, <laughs> where, where people are like, oh, you know, you're good at math, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm not good at math. I can't do math. We, you have all these benchmarks and standardized tests and whatever. And you're just put up against everyone else and it's either you're good or you're not, or you excel or you don't. Mm. And kids don't learn that it's like training, right? Yeah. 
so it's like, well, if you don't practice a sport, you won't be good at it. You're not going to have coordination. If you don't practice math, you're not going to be good at math. So anything, anything can be possible. I'm convinced people can do the dumbest things, but mm. do them so well that, yeah, you know, you can, it works out. You can, ter- I, I truly believe that you can, that philosopher Alan Watts said, you know, what would you do if money were no object? And they said, do what you love, you know, riding horses, painting. And this is, this guy died in 1972 and he's giving this lecture to college kids. And, uh, they're like, you know, so I have students come to me and they're like, oh, you know, I'd love to be an author. I'd love to be a poet. I'd love to make, you know, tea. I'd love whatever. And then they always kind of all end with it. But everyone knows you can't make any money doing that. And yeah. Like, and he goes, and so my advice to them is, you know, do what you love and forget the money. And he goes, it's not just like an idyllic thing. He goes, because if you do what you love long enough, you will become a master. And once you're a master, you can charge your fee. And he goes, it's that simple. He's, you know, he's, and this is a dude who, you know, born in 1915, you know, his parents were like, you're going to go into the seminary. And like, he ended up like long hair, wore, wore like fucking like, like, like Japanese robes and lived on a fucking houseboat in Sausalito, California. Like he just <laughs> died in 72, but you ever see videos of him? He's just always like laughing and shit because he just did what he wanted to do for so long. Yeah. He got good at it. And to the point where people paid him to talk. Yeah. Now there's a long, long middle ground where you have to get good at it mm-hmm. and everyone kind of looks at you like you're an idiot. Like that's the part that, you know, no one really glorifies, but like, but that is the end. Like, dude, Steve Jobs said it. The only way to be truly successful is to do what you love. And the only way to do what you love or is to do great work. And the only way to do great work is to do what you love. Like, yeah. dude, like fucking Post Malone didn't grind and go, I'm going to be a musician and I'm going to, he just fucking loved it. And now he's post alone. Yeah. Like, you know, it's you have to choose the thing you love. And there's a lot of middle ground. But like it gets to a point where eventually it breaks. Look at Joe Rogan. Everyone's like, yeah, well, he's Joe Rogan. It's like, but look at the first thousand episodes. Like, you know, there was a long yeah. time where it wasn't the Joe Rogan experience. I remember hearing the first one that I heard in December 2011 at UGA. It was barely a year old. I was like, oh, this is nifty. Maybe this will go somewhere. And now yeah. it's like. He's like shaping presidential elections, like exactly. Know? He's you just hone hone the craft, grind it out, and yes. it just successful comes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm no, 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 no. You're not interrupting. It's I'm, a conversation, yeah, right? I'm terrible about that. Yeah, you, you were like four, and I was like perfect. But I normally find when I like get back from the gym, and and like the podcast doesn't start right away. Anxiety. I just. I have like an hour of just like existential, like, what am I doing? What am I doing? It's just like, where's the podcast guest? What do I do? Should I be prepared? Just by nature, whether it's pre-med or whether it's doing a fucking podcast. So today I was, I woke up later, went to like Walmart, went to GameStop. And I was like, I'm going to go like, cause I know how long I have to shower and meditate right before I do the podcast. So I was like, got it timed out. I'm going to roll right into this fucker. You text me. You're like, yo, I'm ready to go at three. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, but, what were you picking up at GameStop? Oh, dude. So I got a fucking X, uh, used Xbox 360 like nice. a week ago for like 40 bucks. When nice. you got that, when you got Modern Warfare four, Modern Warfare three, little yeah, and because what I like to do is, I like to find a game I've played a million times so I don't have to think about it, and then I just mm-hmm. mute it and I listen to audiobooks. So what I do is I I play games and I actually learn. So like, I've literally listened to like hundreds of hours of audiobooks. I'm having on an author sometime in the next month, nice. named Garrett Graff, who wrote Raven Rock, a book about nuclear bunkers. 
It was the number one best-selling book on Audible last year. This dude's like oh, a legit sure. author. But so I'm just, I was like, I'm going to listen to this book again, write, put that, write down some notes, and just play video games while I do it. So I'm trying to like pioneer my own, play video games and learn. Anyway, the fucking 360, to no surprise, like start to like fuck off after like a week. <laughs> you know, I was, I was like fully expected. So I brought like the the warranty there over there. And I was like, yeah, man. I was like, can I just get like another like used 360? I was like, it just, it doesn't matter. I'm just playing like Grand Theft Auto Free Room. Like doesn't matter. And uh, he was like, yeah, sure. And he was like, so he didn't have any. I was like, it doesn't really surprise me. Like who the fuck carries a used 360s? And he was like, well, no, I got to, like, honor this. And I was like, that's fine. We're going to have him. He's like, well, we're not, we don't have, like, truck deliveries and for a while because of coronavirus. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And he was like, well, technically I can do this. And I was like, to what? And he gave me a, a brand new Xbox One X. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, right? <laughs> so I fucking, so I went, so I fucking drove to Walmart. And I was like, and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go get, like, a, because Grand Theft Auto Five and Just Cause Four, that those were like, those were like remade for Xbox One X, like four yeah, yeah, yeah. K HDR, and I was like, oh shit, I'm gonna go pick those up. So yeah, dude, oh, yeah. that's what I was doing. So I was downloading everything. I've got this fucking supercomputer, and I was like, I'm probably the only person in America that's like benefited from coronavirus. <laughs> I just got a brand new. Dude, fucking... so far, you you and like seventh graders who yeah, had the yeah. longest weekend of their life. Exactly, but yeah. So I was like downloading it, and I was like getting it already, and I was like gonna set the download so it's going while I'm doing the podcast because you know, you know, like a meme, you know, you fucking open up Xbox, it's like ready to play, and it's like 28, 28 gigabytes. Gig yeah, up. literally pulled it open. It's a 27 gig update, and I was like, perfect, because I gotta get. And I got a text from you, and I was like, yo, ready to go? And you are. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, but uh, yeah, fuck, dude. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm. I'm sorry, you have to go at five. Fuck that. I'm, but I'm, what time I'm, is it? I mean, we can probably I'm extend on, it. I'm that on, was on. just a soft deadline. Oh, okay. All right. We'll hang out. Um, I wanted to set something up so I could back out if needed, but this is an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude. I, I totally. Yeah. I'll have guests sometimes, and I'll be like, I can only go for forty-five minutes, and I'll be talking and having a ball, and they're like, Yeah, man, you gotta go. I was like, Oh, what? No, I was lying. Like, I was like, We can. I was like, We can chill. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't that know. was if I got bored. Yeah, yeah. Was like, All right, thanks. You know, if I'm sitting here with the clipboard, I'm like, and you wanted to build a satellite. And, uh, you know, it's a. Uh... Oh, so you know, last night I listened to I listened to a JPL lecture on um, on CubeSats. And, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, just to sort of like actually know kind of what the fuck I'm talking about, even though I still don't. Um, but. Make it till you make it. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, so, uh, like, what. So like I, so for anyone listening, a CubeSat is just like a really fucking tiny satellite, and it it it's it's basically like an economical way for anyone to launch shit into space. And I didn't know this that they sort of hitch rides on bigger payloads. Yeah. I thought they had their own, spec, but that makes sense. It's all about the economical. So now there's actually this whole market of these. I'll call them. I don't want to call them miniature SpaceXs because if they hear this, they'll get upset. But. You have your, your big private companies yeah, like whatever. SpaceX and Blue Origin, right? That yeah. are doing the big launches. They send big payloads to space. And then CubeSats can hitch a ride yeah. as secondaries because NASA or someone will pay for the DOD, will pay for a launch. They'll put their big $300 million satellite yeah, thing on the top. Fucking and then they have, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, shoot, how can we save some money? So they're like, <laughs> oh, you're from college? You want to launch a brick? And these, these satellites are like, oh, I wish I had a model. 
they're they're the size of like a softball to a loaf of bread um are the most common sizes like almost use a microphone that's perfect yeah yeah so softball to a loaf of bread and then um you can kind of rearrange them so they come in units they're called u's so you get your one u which is the softball three of those stacked together three u and then you can have two three u's make a six u and then the biggest form factor where they have deployable deployables made for them like uh you can get launched is a 12u so it's just two of these okay two big loaves of bread stacked but um cubesats were essentially designed in the 90s Mm -hmm. um and the form factor got pretty popular because it's i don't want to call it cookie cutter but it's it started where people would make them in like different form factors and then people started making deployers for them right you have nano racks with a deployer at the iss and they're like oh we can only launch if you fit these dimensions so explain, and people are like, explain, oh, okay. that to, explain that to everyone listening because i i would like to think in my enhanced intelligence that i like i know what you just said after listening to that lecture i know what the iss is but there's some people listening uh, right now going, what, yeah, the, yeah. what the fuck? So, Nano launchers from the ISS? Like, I thought yeah. these guys were talking about memes and dicks. Like, you got <laughs> So you have um, these big spring loaded boxes, right? That you shove your satellite into. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. It's like. Uh, JPL guy said it's like Jack in the Box. Just like, it's like a Jack in a Box. Yeah. You have this thing spring loaded, torqued down. And then the door opens, it deploys off with the spring, and that's how you eject your satellite out. And they have a big, essentially like a commercial-grade deployer box that can launch a bunch of satellites, just like load them up like a pellet gun, um, attached to the International Space Station. Um, CubeSats are extremely popular to launch from the ISS because the ISS gets refueled a bunch right and they they have some mass to kill when they're getting food and trash back and all that and so they they put some educational missions on and um nasa has a program a couple programs that we're trying to take advantage of and that a lot of university groups and hobbyists take advantage of they're called csli which is the cubesat launch initiative Mm -hmm. and uh alana which is the educated educational launch of nano satellites and so cubesats are nano satellites which like the prefix is like much much smaller than a traditional satellite so people are often like how big do you think the typical big satellite is um well for a while i always i always just imagined them the size of like a you know like a direct tv dish when i was little but i actually got curious about that last year and i was like i wonder how big these are so i, I started listening to some books on the NRO and like the early spy satellites. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Ironically enough, isn't that, wasn't one of Corona? Isn't that the first program? Oh, really? I'm not sure. I don't remember. Now we've come, it's Corona and then Keyhole, but now we've come to Corona. So that's fucking full circle. Um, Full circle. The memes are writing themselves, (laughs) but yeah, dude, I was learning about them and they're fucking huge. Some of the spy satellites are goddamn. Everyone knows like Hubble telescope, the size of a school bus. Like it's almost like that. And like the mitochondria is the powerhouse to sell. Like, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. The big yellow ones, the sun. Yeah. But it's some of these things are fucking huge. And I never knew that. So yeah, to answer your question, is that correct? Yeah. Some of them, they, they some of them, the bigger ones are the size of a school bus. And then that's when they're stowed. Right. And then they deploy these huge antennae or these huge long booms for solar panels or magnetometers or something, whatever you're doing instrument, uh, instrumentation with. 
And so it's, it's a crazy concept that you go from that and they still make satellites that big. The technology is crazy good now. Right. Yeah. And so there's stuff you've never heard of that's completely classified. Absolutely. Um, that, I mean, so there's a satellite, a famous public satellite called Worldview, mm-hmm. and it's an imager. It's this huge telescope pointed at Earth, and it gets a spatial resolution of something like 30 centimeters per pixel. So this this thing is chilling in space, and it could identify your shoe or you yeah. from space it's nuts it's like someone took a picture from a drone just chilling above a football well, stadium you can see it that well they they, bragged, and, they br- interrupting you sorry they bragged about no, taking, no, no. they bragged about taking pictures of the headlines of newspapers in fucking red square or wh- whatever the fucking place outside the kremlin is during the cold war oh. they used to zoom in just read the newspapers just just to fucking flex like yeah 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 the 60s. so none of that capability is like publicly confirmed right because you can obviously do things but um the the joke when i was at the air force was if you're walking around on a beach they can tell you what type of shoe you were wearing just by looking at the footprint from space right and so but now those big satellites are super expensive to launch if they fail well boom you just blew hundreds of millions of dollars so these these tiny satellites which were originally made for education right a couple of university groups trying them out just saying this will be cool um they're starting to do more and more legitimate science i mean we had these two satellites called marco a and marco b also nicknamed wally and eva why would they not they were marco and polo i uh because it was mars cube one yeah and Mars Cube yeah. too. So the JPL guy talked about that last night. The I yeah, said last and, night, I mean, they have they lecture. have these satellites go to Mars, and they were chilling. Yeah. They have um, there's a couple big companies coming out, or there are big companies coming out of the woodworks. All these startups are doing yeah. <laughs> these been, startups are doing yeah. satellites where I've been sorry, I've been. I've one thing I've been doing more is getting a notebook and writing down my thoughts so I stop interrupting my guests like a fucking douche. Oh, yeah. Where I'm like, hey, let me plug in. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I'm. Helps, I, I hate myself. Break it up when I ramble. No, 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 because I'll listen to the podcast again because I like. I think the guests are interesting, but I hate my dumb fuck voice. And whenever I'm listening, I'm like, stop interrupting, asshole. Someone telling like a dope story, and then you hear like, yeah, well, one time I was googling, and I'm like, fuck you, Tommy. You piece of shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So you said a bunch but, of companies are coming out. Yeah, they're coming out of the woodworks. There are two really big companies, Spire and Planet, where they have constellations of hundreds of these CubeSats, and they're doing imagery for logistics, tracking, whatever, selling to the government too, um, I'm sure. But they have these constellations of so many of these CubeSats, CubeSats which are <laughs> like – hundred thousand two hundred fifty thousand dollars their launches are exponentially cheaper than if you have a huge fat mission and they're making a solid business plan a business model selling these these images and they have different levels of satellites they do that provide different qualities of images and it's it's crazy because as computers and everything gets smaller right this little package is becoming the perfect uh box to test things out in right everything's getting smaller so you're saying what can we do on this size what 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 level of science can we do what can we accomplish and boundaries are just being broken broken and broken again right and so you're having all these missions where i mean the air force is coming out and doing intense science you have these commercial companies 
doing what other companies would do. I mean, you're, you're seeing companies, um, kind of like SpaceX doing Starlink, but even on a smaller scale doing telecom from space. And it's just, it's becoming so much cheaper and more available to do that. I mean, there are high schools and private middle schools where they're getting kids to put parts of a satellite together and send them to space. And it's beyond it being a great platform to really, I think, kickstart the aerospace revolution in our society now. Um, it's really just allowing people from backgrounds where they might say, oh, I'll never do X, I'll never do Y, like rocket science, mm -hmm. right? you can bring that down so many zeros in price and start bringing it in front of them and say, no, you can, you're working on it now. You're doing it right. Like if I got into college, I got denied from aerospace. I finally got in. I was over the moon. People were like, Oh, you want to build a satellite? And I'm like, I can do that. And they're like, yeah, dude, come on. Yeah. We're making poop jokes and memes. Yeah. And I'm like, haha, NASA gave us a quarter of a million dollars. And yeah. this is what we're doing. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's crazy because it's such, when you talk about space in any capacity to kids, to adults, anyone who's not in aerospace itself, they're like blown away. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh man, that sounds so hard. Everyone's in awe, right? The big bang theory is a show about these theoretical physicists and astrophysicists that are just nuts and weird. Yeah. Right. But if you go into aerospace engineering, it's normal people wearing normal clothes and yeah. t-shirts and listening to rock music, putting yeah. this together. Yeah. And it's just, it's like if, if you told me to go fix a car's engine, I'd be like, no way, Jose, I have no clue where to start. I couldn't do that. Yeah. But you know, you get trained in it for four years. It's not your crazy rocket science hard. It's just normal hard. Yeah. And a lot of people don't, don't realize that. So it's CubeSats are taking this crazy thing of putting something in space, right? Going to the final frontier and doing rocket science. And they're bringing it to such a usable platform and such a wide audience that you're starting to see these K through 12 schools get involved. And I think, I think it's awesome That's because insane. that is awesome. You're, you're really just breaking down the boundaries that we've put up around these kids saying, you can't be a rocket scientist. You can't yeah. be, anyone can do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's really, it's, it's, it's been an, and, and NASA is enabling you too, right. With these free launches and stuff. And so it's been an awesome experience to be a part of that and see it grow. And I think it's going to be really, it's a turning point right now um, yeah. because through the 2000s, there weren't that many CubeSat launches and it's kind of rising exponentially where in 2018, we saw a couple hundred in 2019, we saw even more and it's projected to go into the thousands in these Fuck next yeah. few years. Fuck yeah. And these are just these little boxes of bread beeping, doing science, doing important science too. And, um, you know, just getting, getting kids ramped up in space. I think we've done a lot of what we can as far as, uh, I don't want to say what's on the ground, right? But for us to continue developing, I think a lot of what we're doing has to be space-based and pushing the boundaries of how we can move around and achieve things in space and learning about that environment. And yeah. I, I was talking to some science teachers and I thought it was really interesting because um, when I was in high school back like six years ago, all these teachers started doing computer science, right? Computer science was becoming this huge thing. And Arduinos and microelectronics were and they're saying oh we're going to educate kids because you know making apps and knowing software is such a huge thing today like 
you had the dot-com bubble and then now everyone's making an iPhone app to get rich. Everyone's making games. Everyone's making websites. And so high schools would just get deep, deep into that. They're saying we are preparing our kids for the future. And talking to all these teachers now, they're saying, yeah, actually, we're planning to pivot in the next year or two. And we're going to start doing space-related curriculum. And I've had multiple high schools around Atlanta say this to me. And I was like, really? That's crazy. It's kind of niche. What's going on? You have the Space Force coming out. You're going to have exponentially higher funding in the realm of space and aerospace, Mm -hmm. either planes or spacecraft. And with private companies like SpaceX and Rocket Lab and Blue Origin and Firefly and all these companies, you have this incrementally lowered cost to get into space until it's just going to be as easy as I don't want to say like building a paper airplane, but it's going to be like an activity all classes do. Yeah. It's, it it seems like it's getting there. Some I wrote down was it's, it kind of, it makes me think of like, makes me think of like high school, like dissections Remember in like high school, you cut over oh, yeah. a frog and you'd have, yeah, your formaldehyde and you'd have your, but I mean, you know, opening up like an animal and being able to like, you know, look at shit in microscopes and stuff that literally used to be like, that was like the apex of science. It was like, you know, there'd be like two microscopes in the world and it was like, you know, it's back when fucking there was still kings and shit. And it was like, this is the future. Yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna say you need a. I'll send you a link to. It. You need to listen to uh, "Accessory to War" by Neil deGrasse Tyson. He kind of touches on kind of the okay. importance of getting everyone. I'll send you a link after. Um, okay. But um, but it makes me think of that, or even something like you know organic chemistry at UGA. It would be like you know some of the shit we were doing it was like you know fucking with like uh you know like spectro spectroscopy or like IR spectroscopy or nuclear spectroscopy, and we were like. You know, you just have these labs designed to teach you how to use the hardware and, you know, the science behind it and, you know, literally doing shit on a, on a molecular scale with like benzene rings and, and heating shit up and doing all this other, you know, I sound really intelligent, but it, but it takes these things that were reserved for like the upper echelons of, you know, like the temples of knowledge and research and bringing it down to everyone and, it, or even Google maps Think about like, Think about like how classified the keyhole satellites were. The NRO was not recognized as a, there's a book I listened to about the NSA and one of the guys there left the NSA to work at the NRO and the NRO was brand new, the National Reconnaissance Office. And like the other guy who had like a top secret clearance too, who was friends with the guy at the NSA, he was like, where are you going to work? He's like, oh, I'm going to work in a small building in Washington. And he's like, what do you do? He's like, well, nothing because what I do like doesn't exist, kind of like wink. But like the NRO wasn't even recognized as existing until like 30 years after it was open. And now, I mean, dude, the Corona satellites, or maybe it was the keyhole, they used to take pictures. They'd shoot the fucking canisters back into the atmosphere. Yeah, a film. They'd, yeah, they'd have the ablative shield to burn up, and then they'd deploy the parachute at 60,000 feet, and a fucking like, C-1-something star lifter would come by and literally snag it Scoop out of the sky up. at 30,000 feet, and then that shit would come back to the Pentagon where they'd look at it. And now you can get on Google Maps and like just fucking scroll in and be like hey there's my house like you know yeah and you can do it in resolution that even these guys couldn't dream of you can find fucking like 
crop circles of like dicks and tits and it's just like hell yeah but but like but it's still bringing it's still bringing it down to the like the layman and it's inspiring people you know you got to be you you can't really inspire kids when everything's classified and you need you know a two-year background search just to get into the lab like but now you can get inspired and that's what i think cube said by the way you're describing it that's what it sounds like it's like no you're not shooting up this you know this fucking you're not shooting up this intelligence community satellite that's you know shooting back 50 terabytes a second of data for real-time special forces it's like no you're kind of going up there and you're like a glorified sputnik but it's like even just getting something into low earth orbit like that literally for the vast majority of human history like was the realm of the gods and nothing else yeah so it's it sounds like that is like you know, in like the '60s, I had a guy on that did internships for NASA, and he's now he's he's going to come on this weekend. He's fucking developing robots that literally run off like your brain waves. This guy's building Skynet. He needs to be stopped. But like, <laughs> but he's talking about how his favorite thing about it is inspiring kids to get into like get into like STEM because he's like you can't. Yeah. You know, you can show them supercomputers or whatever, and it's kind of like okay, whatever. He's like, but when you show them like transformer robots battling and we're just using our like minds to do it he's like that's how you inspire him and what he and i talked about was like you know it's like the space program or space race under kennedy you know like we're going to go to the moon that inspired a whole generation because it's like we're going to go to the fucking moon and then we just kind of you know atrophied for a couple decades but yeah it's petered off a little bit and if we can do this get CubeSats up for any like jackass like me and you just like send up meme sat like you know and we can talk about it on this pod even this podcast like it's the whole yeah. like you know it doesn't have to be like walter cronkite tonight you know it's like no dude it's just like it's just two assholes just talking about like yeah just you know literally dick jokes in the first minute like but it <laughs> but it brings it down to where if you can inspire and get this many kids involved so there's a reason to this whole rant. Well, now in that mass field of people you're inspiring, now you're, you know, maybe it's one out of, maybe for every million people, there's 10 Elon Musks, but only one of them actually becomes Elon Musk. Yeah. Well, now if maybe if you can hit a million kids in elementary school with the idea of CubeSats or fucking whatever, <laughs> the vast majority might still be like, yeah, that's cool, but you know, not interested, whatever. But now you might be able to literally enable 10 Elon Musks and be like, oh, so now it's not like I'm a kid, I'm interested in it, but I can't get my hands on a fucking Falcon rocket or a Delta Heavy. Like, you know, you got to get cleared by the God, you got to get cleared by goddamn NORAD. Like, you know, like I can't do that. But if you can bring it down to like, hey, yeah, here's, you know, here's meme sat. It's like, oh, like shit, you can. So that's. Yeah, that's why I know. That's why I, I'm. I think meme sat's awesome, but it's for that reason. Like, I mean, that's Joe Rogan is literally like the inspiration for doing this podcast. I listen to him all throughout college. Like, I'm such a fucking hipster with it too. I'm always like, oh, I listened to him back in. I listened to him. Yeah. episode twenty. I was there. I was there. Really? That's awesome. But like, but I remember listening, and I was just like, I. What made me like love him was like. It wasn't just like the nightly news and it's edited with camera angles and, you know, this commercial brought to you or this uh, this this program brought to you by Colgate and Ford. You know, instead it was just like, yeah. and at the same time, it was also it was also inspiring because he was like this, like 
fucking meathead who could rip my head off but he was talking about like psychedelics and peace and love and it was just this whole combination of like not only that is he'd be like i don't know what i'm doing he's like you know he's like i get it i'm the fear factor guy and my main audience right now is this he's like this one's this one's for you college kid with the bong i remember holding a bong and being like what the fuck but like it's but it's that inspired me to you know it's like dude if i could get into medical school like i can start a fucking podcast like and it, it it has completely inspired me to do this. And, like, it is possible to do it. So Rogan inspired my podcast. Now, my podcast isn't exactly bringing anything, you know, worthwhile out of the world. But fucking oh, meme, no, set, meme set, if you can get meme set going, dude, yeah, some kid might see it and be like, you know, maybe I don't necessarily want to send memes. But you might each might be like, well, if meme set is possible, then, you know, I can do this, too, you know? Yeah. That's, and I mean, that's, yeah. that's the big point behind it all. And I've been lucky enough to visit a lot of classrooms before the this whole virus thing shut everything down right i've been a 10 or so classes and rest in peace america rest in peace america rest in peace education i don't know what these kids are doing if they don't have computers but um going to classrooms is just i love elementary schools my girlfriend makes fun of me because i to the core resemble the energy of a fourth grade class yeah i bring jolly ranchers kids are freaking amped everyone's talking about the planets i say the word uranus and they're just like yeah like, how do i work for nasa how do i work for nasa i get to say that word all day i gotta send a I, probe into uranus yeah <laughs> and i bring out i bring out a little satellite model yeah. and we do some activities with tape measures in the solar system and marbles and candy and a radio and these kids are putting things together and getting their hands on it and i'm like I don't care if you're wrong, candy, candy. And everyone's like, yeah. And they, all the kids stayed after class and were yeah. talking to me about space and all that. And I'm like, heck yeah. Because I mean, it's kind of weird. I know people who like me, I was a complete nerd. I watched into the universe and all these science channel documentaries yeah. with kids. And it's all about NASA people that interview yeah. NASA engineers. I'm like, that guy's insane. He's yeah. so brilliant. Yeah. NASA engineer. Yeah. And you go there and everyone's just a guy. And it's kind of funny because there are definitely people I know at NASA who use it as like a sarcastic hero status. Like one of my friends, um, Christine, works on rock climbing robots at NASA and she loves rock climbing. And she started hitting up professional climbers on Instagram. And she's like, hey, if you're in L.A., like come over down to jpl we got a rock climbing robot It'd be really cool and they're like oh my god a nasa engineer wants to talk to me about yeah. rock climbing robots yeah and they're blown away and yeah. i'm like to these people who we think are awesome like these pro climbers or these pro whatever we're like oh i work at nasa i build robots and they're just like whoa no way and yeah. it's kind of the same awe factor and so when you go into classrooms and you can't it, it can't be that polarizing you can't be the rocket scientist who's crazy and has jimmy neutron hair yeah and yeah. is building satellites i'm a stupid kid who loves memes and took a joke too far and people kept enabling me and look at what happened i own a company now <laughs> i never wanted this to happen and, and i was like i'm gonna build a meme satellite <laughs> butterfly and you were like you. i'm gonna start a podcast yeah. like yeah. It. I'm going to do my own thing. And exactly. so and then you I, go to classrooms I see meme, and you're stupid. I see meme sat and I'm like, he needs to come on. Fucking clear the schedule. Yes, and... Meme sat tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, you were in it. You were like, tomorrow, let's do it. What's a good time, brother? <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, but it, it, it's true, man. And, but I like to enable that because like, you know, like 
Not to get, you know, sound like a fucking edgy, like, asshole, but people are always like, you know, football players make so much money, but, like, our teachers should be more... To me, that's like, dude, the most watched episodes on my podcast, all 148 subscribers, shout out, I see you, um, but they're all like, dude, the most watched episodes are always like Ken Mason, like former rocket scientist, like Rob Cook, like works at NASA, it's, yeah. uh, or, um, you know, Air Force Intelligence, it's, there is like a completely genuine interest in all this shit so when i say like i'm having on like a nasa even like the guys i have on like rob who's works at nasa he's like dude like you know like i'm just like i'm just rob like i'm just you know i'm you know he's yeah. like, i have a girlfriend and a cat like it's not like nasa scientist yeah but you talk about I yeah yeah but like no it's that's what people like and to me that's badass because it's like let's try to elevate that like if we, yeah. can, if we can elevate fucking, I sound like a boomer. If we can elevate people rapping about drugs, then why, you know? But seriously, why can't why can't we? Oh why, God! Yeah, uh, we're elevating all these girls shaking their booties on stage. You know, the moral fabric of America. No, but seriously, if we can fucking, you know, if we can elevate fucking anything, what you know? Why not? If we're as humans, we're going to put someone on a pedestal. We always do. Whether it's mm-hmm. Genghis Khan or Hitler. Like, someone's going to the top anyway. Hey, no, hey I thought I'll... that was going to be a rap reference. You took a totally different direction. Yeah, I was waiting like, we always put someone on a pedestal. Lil Wayne. Yeah, nope. <laughs> Gucci Mane. Nope. Went straight to the Holocaust. <laughs> like, Hitler. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Hitler. Bo's <laughs> Law. But, like, we always do it anyway, you know? So... Mm-hmm. It's like when people say, like, athlete, you know, athletes who try to, like, curb what they say, you know, they're like, I didn't choose to be a role model. But, you know, like, all these kids look up to me. So it's sort of like a responsibility. Like, I have to be a role model. Yeah. It's like we're going to do it anyway as humans. Like, we like we pine for it. We want someone to look up to. Mm-hmm. So why not build it around fucking science? Like, someone's yeah. going to take the spot anyway instead of fucking yeah. Gucci Mane. Like, you know, I get it. Like, ice cream paint job. Like, it's great. But what if it was cubes at, you know, what if it was something great like that? Because that is that there's actually going to be a benefit from that. You know, yeah, if there's a fuck, if Post Malone came out with a hit song about self isolation and quarantine right now and, you know, how cool it is to not get coronavirus. Like, that's Dude, the way to go. New trend. Yeah. Um, when albeit out of touch these days, like thrift shop by Macklemore, fuck right? Yeah. White rapper Goodwill saw a spike. Yeah. In people going thrifting, yeah. like people buying all these hand-me-down clothes yeah. because this guy made it cool yeah. for a few months and people yeah. still do it. It's yeah. this whole culture. Yeah. $50 but, for um, a t-shirt, you know, yeah, making, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's funny because I'm in, I'm in school with kids who are really psyched about space and some of them are still trying to become rappers. I know at least a few kids trying to become a rapper and they make good music. I mean, there, do I don't know any gang signs. Yeah. Do our gang signs the right hand rule if you got three vectors? But <laughs> it's <laughs> it's really funny. Sign, dude. There's all these Watch aerospace them. kids, very aware of streetwear culture and rap and staying hip yeah. with it, and they're actually like the aerospace is their primary hustle, but they're trying to make rap their full time thing. Yeah. And I love it. I love it so it's much awesome. because it's not the it's not the typecast nerdy kid. And yeah. Like everyone does a ton of stuff. I, I think it's awesome, but um, it would be interesting. I think, and I think to some degree. I mean, we have 
science on a pedestal. Like I was saying, you have these kind of kids like me who are like NASA scientists, like, ah, well, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I mean, I watched sports growing up. I love soccer. Um, I didn't watch a ton of football, but like soccer, tennis, swimming, I loved it. And it's always really interesting. And music. I'm a music fanatic. I'm like the person who will scoff at you if I ask for a music recommendation and it's not some extremely indie, like microtonal, whatever. And here are three blind guys beating a trash can with like a petrified corpse. Exactly. I'm like esoteric, beautiful art. Like, that is pure. Can I bottle this? Can I put this in a syringe and put it right into my fucking carotid? Like, I need this. I need, how many subscribers do they have? Three? Oh. 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 That was, dude, me and my friends had this meme where it was like on SoundCloud or Spotify. It's like, yeah, who listens to the most indie shit? Who, who listens to the guy with sub 10 followers? Yeah. And it's this competition. <laughs> Dude, me and, me and my friend JP, who's just on the podcast, I've, I've known him since freshman year of high school, 2005. He and I were hanging yeah. out one day. I forget what we did. I, whoever it was, it was just you know, a lot of intoxicants involved. But I remember we went on like Apple TV or something. And we were literally just like, we we're fucking high as shit. We were like, fuck it, let's go to the... Because we were looking at all these movies. It was like, well, this one's rated higher than that one. Is this one's rated higher than that one. And we're like... I feel like all these ratings have got to be just like bullshit. It's all just like, oh yeah, it's you know whoever's getting money. Hey, tell them this one's rating, this one's good, and you know, it's 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 all fucking bullshit. It's all sellouts. So like, the only thing that is real are the bad ratings. They're the ones people truly yeah, hate. Yeah, because then people people only rate a movie they didn't like. Yeah, I've never you only seen go out of your way like, to be like, like I never go into an app and I'm like YouTube great app. It's just because it just is. The only ones I go on are where I'm like, I paid for this app and it fucking sucked. Fuck these people. Fuck their grandkids. Yeah. Fuck the graves of their parents. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> fuck what they stand for. Um, yeah. But so we went into the worst rated movie and we watched it. It was called Troll Hunter. Dude, legit, like one of my favorite movies. It's really? fucking, dude, it's like, it's like a found footage movie, but it's like, but it's about like trolls in Norway. But like the CGI is awesome. <laughs> There's actually like oh, huge. Really? Oh yeah. No, I don't know what the fuck I was going with that. But like, I really don't know where I was going with any of that. Kind of lost. No topic. worries. I like Troll Hunter. I like indie movies too. I'm a hipster to the core, and I hate myself for it. But <laughs> I love indie movies. I mean, like I said, dude. I like I. Every time I say it, I want to like kick myself in the dick. But whenever I mention like Joe Rogan, you know, because I just vividly remember the first time I heard him. It was like. My first semester after I transferred to UGA, December 2011. Where'd you transfer out of? Valdosta. Gotcha. Valdosta Are you State. from Valdosta? No, I just went there because I was a fucking idiot in high school. <laughs> Shout out Valdosta. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah, brutal. Hope no one in the audience is at BSU. Hey, dude. Hey, my, I, I was in a fraternity there, and I, I can say that. Those are the guys I still talk to every day. So shout out Valdosta. That's good. I, I've, I do have good memories from there. Um, but yeah, whenever I say I'm like, I listen to Joe Rogan. And I'm, I listened to him in fall 2011. In case you didn't know, before it was big. And whenever I say it, there's part of me that's like, why are you saying that? Like, go <laughs> fucking stick your head in an oven, you piece of shit. But like, no, I get it. There's, you know, dude. Yeah. I don't need to like put that up and i don't need something to happen that would affect that guy's career you know yeah, yeah. so um but yeah no it's chainmail coronavirus um so. i was reading through some news about italy because i was like 
what would happen in a quarantine? I'm not sure that you can't just trap people in their house if they're going to die, right? Like not not even illness die, but just run out of stuff. Yeah. Um, and when people in Italy apparently have to get police permission in the red zones, like the whole country's on quarantine, you're only allowed to leave for work and food yeah. and stuff. But um, in the red zones, you got to go talk to the police yeah. and get permission to go out with like a list of what you're going to do. Yeah. But I don't think America has like that. I don't think the police can support that. Like on I just a don't see number anyone. of officers per citizen basis. I just don't see anyone listening. I know. I mean, dude, I got, not only that. Every, I don't know if it's millennials in general or just a, stupid people. Everyone's blowing it off. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nuts. Everyone's it's an, just everyone like everyone's just like bullshit and going to events. But dude, to me, I'm like, I'm blessed in that like my last grandparent passed away a year and a half ago that's like the only person uh, okay. i know that's like that i even had like annual contact with now it's like i guess it's a general like i don't know i mean i don't know it's i guess it's kind of it makes me think of those like you ever seen those youtube videos where it's like september 12th 2001 but if you look at it you know because we only ever look back i was 11 when it happened mm -hmm. i don't were you even alive well, I was born in ninety. So I was kind of alive. I was four. Okay. Or right, well, I, I don't. Well, I, I did have one guest on here who was like eighteen. He was like, "Oh no, I was in alive." I was like, "Oh fuck!" But uh, that's nuts. But kids we, these I, days. Yeah, these goddamn kids don't even know what this. Is, but like, <laughs> but like, I always think like, man, like my memories are you know very vague. So I was again eleven. So it's not like I really remember it. So all my memories come through like just you know. Go look back at the news and stuff. But the news is never like, yeah. It's, so I was like, I need like, so I want. I remember, this is the other day I went on YouTube and I found it. It was like people in like their late twenties, early thirties, so like roughly our age. And I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. It just shows them and like, they're filming the sky and there's like fighter jets going around Manhattan. You know, make sure nothing happens and like skyline smoldering. It's like four a.m. the next day, but then it pans back down. And they're on like a rooftop in Brooklyn, dude. Everyone's smoking like like water bottle bongs like they've been up all night drinking beer and doing coke and shit they're like hey the end of the world and like that was watching like 9-11 happen part of me thinks it's almost like there is no benefit in worrying yeah i mean physiologically it, the release of cortisol literally weakens your immune system yeah, yeah but you know i think there's it's almost like keep calm and carry on there's mm -hmm. i do think there is some benefit with a virus and then actually going out and partying, maybe not. That's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, but like, I think stay chill, don't panic. Yeah, I get the like, shit. I went and got a free Xbox One X. I'm like, you, you quarantine, like, you know. I'm yeah, like, no, dude. dude. I'm about to play Just Cause Four, fucking on 4K. Ooh. 4K. Ooh. Our apartment, we picked up a 24 rack of Corona Light. Fuck yeah. Because we're like, time to work from home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, by no means am I like end of the world. Just. Yeah. Praying and but like, freaking out. I'm yeah. I'm having a good time and hanging out. We're just making sure I'm not licking doorknobs. Exactly. And it's slapping people. Yeah. It's there's there's a, <laughs> yeah there's a. I think there's a certain benefit in blowing it off, in that it kind of keeps everyone relaxed. And I don't mean like head yeah. in the sand like the band playing on Titanic, where it's like yeah, you guys are literally missing notes because the deck is slipping and you're not hitting your instruments and there's everyone's just coasting and just like this is bad the power just cut out like okay this is bad but like um i think there's a certain benefit in like 
yeah, you know, don't don't be fucking stupid. Don't go out and spread it around. But also, like, yeah, make memes, you know? Yeah, me, me and the boys, coronavirus. Like, you gotta... Me and the boys. Yeah, me and the boys. Me and the boys when coronavirus hits. I'm making a fucking podcast about... I mean, what better time to have memes at? To do it. Than oh, fucking, dude, I'm with you. It's... Yeah, dude, so... To answer your question, or not that was a request. Yeah, I don't know if it's just we're stupid or just ignorant. I guess now's the time to now's the time. Now's the time to put all those suicidal like uh, memes to to test. You know, everyone that posts all the you know, you know, me in real life memes. Like, <laughs> let's see just how how willing you are to go. You know, now everyone's freaking out. And it's like, oh, you posers. You posters. Posers. posers. I just wish I I would die. Now that it's happening, they're like, lock the doors. I'm like, nah, dude. Through and through, I'm ready to go. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) bro, my my roommate, right? This guy I share a bedroom with. I told him when we got our first case in Fulton County, which is where Atlanta is, right? Yeah. And I'm like, Ruthra, what are we going to do? This kid just turned 21. And he's like, I ain't worried, bro. He said, I've been living on borrowed time for a decade now. I'm like, since you were 11? He's like, I've done a lot of crazy shit in my life. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, dude, I mean, I guess live it right, yeah, right? Yeah, fucking go out, <laughs> I've man. been living on borrowed time since I was it's 10. Like, it's like, dude, you're 10? My dad had a similar answer. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's good in a sense. I think something, I don't like the panic, but it puts everything in perspective now. It does. Right. Like there's some good there's some good paradigm shifts where people are like, wait, I can remotely and we can make things more accessible yes. here and there. But um, I mean, some pe- people are dying. It's no good. Yeah. You got to be careful. Yes, but uh, absolutely. I think overall change change will come where it needs to and the world will just keep on chugging. Yeah, there's no point in stressing over something that you really can't control other than just do your best in your situation. Do your best. Isolate yourself. Wash your hands. But past that, 4K. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But past that, (laughs) past that, like, yeah, worry about what you can fix until it's fixed. And then Mm -hmm. don't worry. So it's like, do what you can. You did what you can. Now it's like, yeah, all right, you know. Look to make the best of it. Like fuck, man. Fucking watch porn and look at memes, dude. Like, what else are you gonna do? You know, have a ball. Like, but you know, again, back to nine eleven. So I was eleven when it happened, but I always think about like how weird it must have been to have been like eighteen or older when I guess your brain's more developed and you're actually aware of what's going on. Because for me, like, like fifth grade and before, it's all just a blur. And then from like fifth grade to like really halfway through high school. No, probably fifth grade through eighth grade. It's still like I remember all of it, but it's still just like I look back and I'm like, oh, just like the the lens, like the prepuscent or the pubescent brain I was looking through reality at. Everything was still so skewed. And it's like, oh, yeah. Now, like I look back at like 18 till now and it's like, yes, definitely changed and matured. But for the most part, like have this i would have the same level of like yeah have the same level of worry if i was 18 or 29 during coronavirus to be like all right stay inside don't be stupid but i always think like yeah like so this is weird that we're seeing it now we obviously have a level of uh interconnectivity that we've never had before so everyone's also aware of what everyone else is doing but like like we survived through 9-11 like imagine 9-11 like right now Uh, like where you are in 29 like 
I would not be keeping my cool if like skyscrapers in like New York were falling down and like the Pentagon oh, no, was hit with a all. passenger plane. I would not yeah, be keeping be like, calm and carrying on. I'd be like, fuck this podcast. I'd fuck everyone. Lock, lock and load. Like, let's roll. Let's go fucking rob the grocery store. Like, you know, so like this, not good because it's like, it's definitely real. It's not a scare. It's like, okay, every, the world's coming to a halt, but it's like, like we got through 9-11 and like, yeah, a lot of bad shit happened, but it, you know, it, for the most part, it's, it, we have just, you know, carried on with life. It's almost mm-hmm. been two decades. It's like, yeah, like, you know, no one's saying 9-11 was bad, but it's like, how often do you actually like think about it? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's just kind of back there. So it's like, yeah, it's something it's, it's just this concrete part of the history. Yes. Right. So that's how I'm trying to look at this. And I'm like, it's, it's here now and it's serious, but like, it, th- yeah. eventually this is going to be like, dude, you remember coronavirus? Like, oh yeah. What exactly. You, dude, like, oh, f- that was a whole thing. My friend lived, my roommate from UGA lived, uh, used in grad school at UGA, went to BC and he was there. They were like, like British Columbia? No, uh, Boston College. Um, uh, okay. He was, they were like day drinking in like their apartment when the fucking Boston bomber thing happened. And he was like, but if you hear his stories from it, it's not like, Oh, we were so scared. It's like, we were literally just like, well, it was the end of the world. He's like, there was like military in the streets. He was like, so we're just like pounding brewskis in our apartment. Just like, fuck it. Like, you know, and it's even that is it's like, okay, that was a terrorist attack. And like a city went in lockdown. Like, yeah, I just, yeah. One thing that I think is going to be interesting about this, and it's a takeaway from from 9-11, is like you go through an airport nowadays, TSA is crazy, uh, right? Yeah. People are getting selectively searched. They got all these x-ray machines. So I wonder what the what the response is going to be to this because it's not going to be as niche as that, right? Like, yeah, you wash your hands and don't touch other people and cover when you cough. But like, I feel like something's going to be mandated something after has this. To come it's, from this. It's, it's going to be like 50 to 70% of people get infected over time, right? And it's really just controlling how fast the spread is. But there's got to be something going on where a decade or a few years after the government or UN is going to implement something, right? And it's going to be to contain something like this. It's going to be really weird. And I was thinking about this yesterday when I left the gym. You know, whatever, how, whatever happens from this, whether it's fucking millions dead or whether just, you know, did kill some people but ultimately better safe than sorry whatever's going to happen from it it has disrupted our lives so there's going to be this like how do we make sure this doesn't happen again and if this does happen again how do we make sure we have a response in place so 9 11 mm-hmm. so what do we do right afterwards it was like we cannot allow people to get on fucking planes with knives like we just saw what happened tsa great department of homeland security great like let's create that let's do increased war spending great we're going to go carpet bomb some brown people in the Middle East. Everyone's like, rah, rah, let's go. Enough time passes that it just goes, fuck the TSA. We got to get to the airport earlier. God damn. It gets to a point yeah. where we're just like, fuck this. But it's like how quickly we forget that, like, you know. Something horrible it, happened. It, it, in, in, the, in the lifespan of the country, 9-11 was yesterday when, what, 147 people jumped from the North Tower to their death. Like, you know, it was just yesterday that it was like we were watching people jump from a fire to their death on a sidewalk a quarter mile below. And it was like, you know what? Yeah. Maybe there's going to be some longer lines at the airport. Very quickly, we're going to have something that's going to come into place from this. And it's only going to be a couple of years before it's like, fucking God damn it. Like, you know, we got to do X, Y, and Z or whatever. It's... Yeah. 
I wonder what it will be though. That's going yeah, to be, it's, it's one of it's those hard, things. It's, it's like it's hard to read the future, but when it happens, you'd be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that's how, that's how stupid people like myself look at it. Like it's hard to predict things and when it happens, it's like, Oh yes, of course. <laughs> like, you know, no, uh, dude, I'm exactly like that. Yeah. Something happens and I would have never predicted. I'm like, oh, that makes total, like if you back it up from there. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Hindsight, like Snapchat. That's what I always think of Snapchat. How the fuck did no one create Snapchat? Before Snapchat, yeah, dude, it's disappearing photos picture, there, picture tasking, yeah, and, and let everyone know whether or not you snap uh, took a picture of it, like screenshotted it, bam, yeah. In, instant nudes network. It's right there. It's perfect. How did no one ever fucking think of it? Yeah, it's nuts. And the dude that did it's make it is like younger than us. Dude's like twenty-seven. He's a billionaire. <laughs> But Snapchat's not. I guess they started doing ads. Remember the glory days before Snapchat had ads? And Snapchat has ads. Yeah, if that's a dead good way to how my dead my love life is. I'm like, I've oh, I, I mean, I don't, I don't use Snapchat. I'm completely out of touch and definitely don't talk to women. But yeah. um, yeah, they they implemented this thing at least a couple of years ago, and I still used it, where you go through your snaps and like intermittently you get an ad in between them or and then there's like the news page where you pay people pay snapchat like forbes or cosmo or whatever to feature little snapchat themed articles for their phone but hail corporate god damn it. that's what i feel like i feel like uh i don't know if it's because i've become more and more out of touch since i stopped using it and facebook but um i feel like snapchat's kind of died off a bit like yeah. uh it's strange that TikTok is reviving because it's kind of like revival of Vine, right? Which you're like, wait, this went under. Yeah. How is this happening? Like the business model failed and it was proven. Like, <laughs> yeah. How, how the fuck did Vine fail? They Vine just had awesome. a, They just had no way to monetize it, right? Like Snapchat yeah. started monetizing. They they say, oh, you know, we're broadcasting to this many people. This many people would see it on a daily basis. And so as soon as they turn on ads, right, they're turning a profit. So before that, they're like evaluated based on usage big brain yeah yeah evaluated and then they start rolling out ads and they start getting revenue from that but then vine never had something like that they they did it and then nothing and for a while instagram was like that too until they started doing sponsored content and now like if you're doing marketing it better happen on twitter and instagram no one's gonna care if it doesn't yeah or youtube things like that it's nuts yeah, and AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> so fucking behind I am. I'm like, <laughs> oh, dude, no. I talked to a guy, and I like I, being a small company and doing something kind of weird. I'm trying to get media coverage, and it's hilarious because I met a guy who runs a magazine, and I'm like, interesting. How's how's that doing these days? Like, how many people <laughs> subscribed here to, to your brick and mortar magazine? Yeah, which is which is terrible because right, it's like such a what a f- as far as media goes, it's such a reliable source of information. Typically, I mean, you get biased yeah. stuff, but like when it's written cold like that, you know, it's a little different than seeing just these hyperbolized <laughs> video tidbits. Just a million a minute articles where it's... Yeah, yeah. I'm like, news is going crazy. So, I mean, everyone's moving towards the web and that, but it's random. I don't know. That's where memes come in. Yeah. Memes will become everyone. I mean, it's not going to be our slash fellow kids. I had a hilarious moment the first time I went to a school to talk about space and meme sat and whatever, right? These kids had no idea who I was or what I was doing, right? It's just a bunch of kids. 
and on my car ride there, I was talking to my girlfriend. She's like, oh, these kids are going to take TikToks of you and make fun of you. And I'm like, no, no. They're like, they're not going to know what memes are. And I roll up to this high school and I, I walk in like, hey, my name's Warren. I'm an aerospace engineer and I want to send memes to space. That's my three sentence pitch. And these kids, these kids were just like deadpan back at me, right? It's kind of like when you're in high school and you have a guest speaker, you're kind of psyched that you don't have to pay attention and learn. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, who is this guy? Why is he here? Why is he so special? Fuck this guy. Exactly. And so I was sitting in front of the class. I'm like, who here knows what a meme is? And a kid, like this one kid looked around and slowly raised his hand. I'm like, that was a shameful yes. (laughs) (laughs) I said that to him and everyone started being like, ha ha ha, Derek. And then, and then I'm like, but for real, y'all know what memes are? They're like, yeah, we love memes. Like our homecoming theme this year was memes. And I'm like, that's kind of strange. But God, we're all if there's old. one concrete idea, if there's one thing holding memes sat together, it's that I can count on young. the young people yeah. loving memes. Yeah. Yeah. It's meme. But it was so funny. Uh, just I showed up to the school and I told them once they were like, yeah, we like memes. I was like, sigh of relief. And I was just like, I want you guys to know that for 30 minutes on the drive over here, I'm like, I'm going to show up and they're not going to know what memes are. And I'm going to be the old out of touch man <laughs> at 22 who's just not with it anymore. Oh, meme satellite. That'd be like. Have you guys watched the Nightly a... Show? <laughs> like, Oh, my God. Have you ever it's, seen it's the so Beatles? Funny. Talking to talking to like a more or just an older crowd, right? 50s, 60s. Some people know what memes are, but um the ham radio guys are typically pretty up and with it, which is hilarious for ham yeah. radio. I go to high schools and I'm just like, y'all know what ham radio is? And they're like, one kid, a couple kids are like, yeah. I'm like, think of an easy way to pick up chicks. Now not doing that as ham radio, but. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Dude, ham radio motherfuckers, they're. They've they're, got the power. They've I got mean, the power right now, dude. Quarantine. You got to be technologically with it to do ham radio and have some sort of internet presence to they've really know what's going on. Cutting the federal, edge. They've been living for the federal quarantine. They're ready. They're like, dude, this, my uncle. This is, is our time. Into it. They're. This is our time. They're about. I so I made so I do like DIY uh, radio antennas for presentations at school because kids get to put it together and it's super easy. It's like a piece of PVC and a tape measure and mm. you can make a pretty powerful antenna to receive okay. and you can point it. I know where some repeater stations are around Atlanta and I pointed one when I was testing it for my first time, I pointed one at the repeater station around Georgia tech and the, I was just picking up some amateur conversation, amateur radio. And these guys is middle-aged guys. Probably they're like, yeah. So, uh, thinking about cutting the cable, you know, it's just, I don't watch most of the channels, too many channels, too many ads. This other guy comes on. He's like, yeah, you know, I actually just moved to YouTube TV. Other guys like YouTube TV. What's this? Isn't that just internet videos? He's like, no, no, no. Imagine live sports and other things you watch. And I'm like listening to these old men have a conversation. (laughs) And it's so funny because it's, that's all the hobby is. I thought it was more than that. It's just contacting people and meeting people and having conversation. It's just, it's social interaction for people who just are super into it. And so, yeah. Talking to high schoolers about it's hilarious. And I forgot my original point. Oh, old people don't know what memes are. And I love that, which is hard because you're trying to capture some of the older amateur radio guys as your donation audience, right? Yeah. These guys have the $1,000, multi-thousand dollar setups, all these radios. 
like I'm doing something completely related to ham radio, right? I'm going to be beaming down memes on amateur bands. Anyone with a simple antenna that you can make or buy for cheap is going to be able to get them down with a radio the size of a USB plug that goes straight in your computer. And um, I go talk to some of these 60-year-old guys who aren't in a ham radio. And I'm like, yeah, I'm doing this meme sat thing. Like I, I got a full-time offer from my previous job and I'm just like, sorry, guys, I'm going to pursue a personal thing. This was really great of you, but I just got to try this out. I'll keep you keep in touch. And my boss is like, what are you doing? He, I think he's like late 50s. His name's Ron. He's a great guy. But um, I'm like, I'm doing this thing where I'm building a meme beaming satellite to get people just like aware and psyched on space. You know, I'm going to do lesson plans. I'm going to do classroom visits. We're going to put stuff in space. It's going to be sick. He was like, memes? What's a meme? And then it was over email that we were just chatting this part. We did a little bit over phone, but over email, he's like, oh, Warren, I looked it up and I think I know what your memes are now. He's like, it's kind of like Dilbert, the old cartoon strips of the office guy wearing the tie that curved up. Yeah, I know what it is. And I'm like, I'm like, sure, it's like Dilbert. It's <laughs> Sure, bud. I'm like, you completely captured the essence. Memes are Dilbert. Memes are, I think. Memes are just inside jokes that we share on like a society level. Public public inside jokes yeah public inside jokes that's exactly what it is yeah i love it some of the meme submissions i've gotten i've gotten a few hundred and i I scan through them because they can't be wildly inappropriate i was gonna say what's my my i'm I'm supposed to start work this past friday at uh doing security at a bar and for the first day i was supposed to go in they're like yeah don't come in i was like all right they're like there's like we can't I feel like we're gonna like close down there's like no like no one's here everyone's freaking out oh yeah um, I, I feel bad i mean anyone doing i mean yeah. like the memes not even memes these are just you know how memes these days are just twitter text and a picture those aren't memes that's some that's some low effort horse shit oh it's low effort but it's like the typical yeah image you see on yeah. reddit or something yeah some yeah some reaction yeah. but yeah people are like how are the day day laborers day-to-day workers yeah. paycheck to paycheck people gonna do i mean how are any mom and pop businesses gonna stay open right you still gotta pay rent you still gotta do leases you yeah that yeah and i yeah i don't know i laugh at it now because i'm like what a terrible time to start a business where i go to school <laughs> every i'm like what a perfect financial climate to start a charity yeah. everyone's gonna have so much money and i can contact a ton of kids like <laughs> Hey man, you're in good company because Elon Musk talks about really ramping up investment in Tesla in 2008, right after the recession. And he was like, "I was trying to start an electric car company during the recession." It's like it's stupidity squared, but it's stupidity <laughs> squared. Yeah, dude. Author Mark Manson, author of Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, he talks about like he talks about uh, why he decided to like do what he does and be an author and pursue his dream because he's like. Yeah. He's like the he's like the job market was the worst it was in seventy years. He's like I decided like fuck it like might as well go pursue my dream because if I fail like chances are I wasn't going to succeed at anything because like there's no yeah. jobs right now. What better time to pursue it than coronavirus? It's like if I exactly. fail, I think everything if, was if failing can, anyway. Like I'm taking huge advantage of it because I had all these like meetings and school visits planned. And um, I'm currently trying to get the like official charity charity status, right? Where the IRS is like, oh yes, you're yeah. a good guy. You're yeah. not a criminal. You yeah. 
have the account structure we need and you follow our guidelines. And so I'm trying to get the official charity status and like in this gray area between when you apply and when you get selected, there's a couple months, month or two, uh, if you do a certain format. And so with all the school visits being canceled and with my school at Georgia tech being moved to online, I'm just like really getting to power through some of the business stuff, which is in all regards, awesome. Like I'm not doing homework or yeah. having to drive around Georgia. I'm like yeah. sitting down and writing grants. It's yeah. Sick. It's, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hopefully I can make money. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. That's how I'm looking. And I'm like, I might be able to get some podcast guests that normally wouldn't do my podcast. <laughs> yeah, literally been, everyone, everyone's going to be chilling out. Well, I've been starting pitches like, Hey, you're probably stuck in your home. So <laughs> just like, I'm Tommy. Can I get you to do my, like what fucking better? Way? Who are you reaching out to? What sort of people are you reaching out to? Well, I always tell everyone this. I get about a 5% success rate, so I reach out to everyone. and it's, That's pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. No, I'm happy with it. Um, but, dude, it's so like last week I decided, I was like, man, I'm just going to fucking shoot for the stars. So I sent an email to General Mattis's secretary, former secretary of defense. Is that the Space Force? No, that's former okay. secretary of defense. He he, uh, st- okay. he stepped down like less than a year ago. And uh, okay. I was like, shit, might as well fucking have Mattis on. Like this guy, like... Like he is a meme, and uh, <laughs> their secretary. So you have to pay Mattis to come speak. It's like seventy thousand oh, okay. an hour. And I was like, hey, so I don't have any money, but I do have Skype. Do you think General Mattis would like to? And that they didn't respond to me, so I sent another email like a week later, and I was like, can I speak to General Mattis for thirty minutes? And I won't bring up politics. I won't bring up like war stories or classified technology. It's just shoot the shit about being retired. And I got an email like an hour later, and it said like. Uh, He's very flattered and he laughed, but uh, he said he's he's too busy at this time. And I'm like, well, at least I got like a response. Well, you it's got like, at this time. Yeah. Well, so I sent an email this morning and I was like, so I was on the treadmill. I sent an email and I was like, General Mass quarantined. And so I literally played it off like I have bargaining chips. I was like, if you could just let him know that the offer's still on the table. <laughs> if you'd like to come on Tommy podcast, I know, oh, yeah, dude, I know I he's like worth it. $5 million as the former secretary of defense, but I just want to, you know, float it to him. Just let him know that uh, the offer's still on the table. I'm still willing to have him on. So businessman of the core. Yeah, dude. So I've just been emailing people and I'm like, Hey, so the nation shut down. Like what better time? So what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> That's sweet. Yeah. One, one of my favorite things about having started a company is you don't know you're going to do it, but you become one of the world's best telemarketers. You just, yeah. You, or email, you, email marketers, right? I'm emailing call. every small satellite and space company in existence. Yeah. You master the cold call technique. Exactly. Cause I'm like, how am I going to get money? And I'm like, huh? Cause you start thinking like, Oh, I could crowdfund this. And I'm like, there's only 30 people stupid enough to think this is funny. <laughs> And you're like, but if I tie in the big dogs, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've gotten aerospace companies to throw a couple thousand bucks at me, and I've been That's blown away. Awesome. And this is this is before I'm officially a charity. So there, I'm a nonprofit, and I am a real company, but I haven't gotten my tax exempt status. And I'm like, hey, I know you guys are a growing company. You might be looking for tax breaks. I can't promise you one, but it would be retroactive. And we do things in STEM education and outreach that kind of align with what your company does. And if you want to get an outreach, like, let me know. I'm sure we can put something together. And I get on a call with them. And I mean, a lot of the times I'm not, I'm not like a slick talker or anything. I'm just, I'm not someone who BS is a ton. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, what's going on? I'm like, Oh, well 
I've had this experience and I'm familiar with you from conferences and industry. And, you know, I'm just trying to launch a CubeSat. I was wondering if you want to support us in lending some engineers advice during like a monthly review or some funding would be great or just using your engineers to go out to schools once a month and talk to kids about space, given our lesson plans that we Mm -hmm. develop. And a lot of them are like, what's the easiest of those three? And they're like, we'll give you money. And, (laughs) and it's, it's so funny. I had, um, if you, if we don't get the NASA, uh, free launches for education, um, I've been thinking like, man, the launch is the most expensive thing. The satellite costs like 15 grand and another like five or 10 grand to make a flat sat version. So think of like, you have a satellite in space, but you need another one to test stuff on it. So you, you break it apart and you lay it out on a table and you test your commands and look for bugs, make sure no errors happen. Or if you get an error in space, you can troubleshoot it on the ground before you potentially damage your satellite. So it's not expensive. CubeSat's 10, 10, 15 grand if you do a lot from scratch. Um, if you start getting pretty intense, it can be in like the hundred, two hundred thousand dollars range. But the launches are what's like a hundred thousand yeah. dollars. And so I'm like, shoot. So um, there's a company called Rocket Lab that wants to, they're working on doing one a week launches of CubeSat payloads to like a couple hundred kilograms. Oh, shit. And they're blowing up. They're blowing up out of Huntington Beach in New Zealand. They're like pretty big on the map. Just CubeSats? Um, so I think it's like instead of a big satellite, they do a, a small sat payload, which is still probably like 50 to 100 kilos. And then they do a bunch of CubeSats as secondary. Uh, and they've like mastered the art of mass producing versus reusable. They've mastered the art of mass producing uh, rockets. They got these world champion sailing ship builders to come do their satellite structure out of carbon fiber and composites. Oh shit. And then they ironed it out. They ironed out the design so it can be rapidly manufactured to support their one a week launches from New Zealand. And, um, I guessed the email of the CEO whose name is Peter, uh, Peter Beck. And, I was just kidding with some guys in my class, one of some of my buddies, because they know I'm trying to do this meme sat thing. They think it's kind of stupid and funny. Yeah. And so when I, I, I'm just like, they egg me on and they're like, Oh dude, just email Elon, Elon. And I'm like, no, 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 we gotta go. Gotta go more precise. No one would ever, Elon would never respond. I'm like, I'll, I'll guess Peter Beck's email. And I'm like, dear Mr. Beck, I'm like, I've assembled a team. We have the resources. All we need is a launch spot. How would you like, to take advantage of helping us send memes into space. <laughs> and and I didn't get a reply from Peter, but he forwarded me to the VP of commercial launch, Shane. And Shane called me. And he's like, hey, I'm with Rocket Lab. I'm the VP of launch. Uh, Peter sent me this email saying you needed some help setting some stuff up. Something with this meme satellite. I'm like, oh yeah, funny story, Shane. Funny story. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so it started as a joke, but now it's this educational platform. Yeah. And I gave him the whole 15 minute pitch. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not gonna lie, Warren. I thought the meme stuff was pretty dumb. He said it a little more profane than that, but I'm gonna keep it PG for the nonprofit audience. <laughs> and <laughs> Warren, and, I thought you were a fucking bag of diapers. <laughs> He's like, I, I, he's like, I thought it was so stupid. He's like, but you won me over. Like, let's get you in touch with our head of communication about this outreach stuff. And I'm like, this is hilarious. You can just, I don't want to say you can point blank email anyone and get something, but you don't know until you try. Well, dude, (laughs) dude, Dale Comstock, Delta Force, like Delta Force is like 
literally like what when the president's like i need someone dead that's who they call i was like that's crazy so i like i saw i was just like saw some interview with him and i'm like who's this i was like this guy's insane like this guy's a fucking killer he looks exactly like what you think he's just like a killer <laughs> and i was just like i like went on instagram and like he has email listed and i was just like fuck it and i was just like instead of like hello i I was like i have a podcast and i'd like that i just said like mr comstock i was like you look like you got some awesome stories do you want to shoot the shit over skype i was like nothing serious it's not live you know whatever and her response was just like sure be delighted i was like holy shit and so like i have his number so like he'll call me and be like yo what are we doing the next episode i finally asked him i was like dude why did you like why did you do like you like you work for the cia like this motherfucker like this dude's legit yeah. And, and I asked him, I was like, why'd you do my podcast? Like, you're more interesting than most people Joe Rogan's had on. And he was like, no one's ever asked me. And I was just like, that stuck with me. Because I was just like, how many people are out there that just no one's ever asked? And that's the only thing. I like, think a lot. Dude, you I, can walk away from most people with a crazy story. Yeah, dude, I emailed the fucking, same with you, dude. I just, I fucking figured, what, I was like, well, it's got to be the first name and like the initials of the last. So I emailed the fucking head of Xbox. I was like, hey, will you come on my podcast and talk about Xbox Series X, the new console coming out of Christmas? Yeah. Granted, he said no, but I got a response from him. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck. So, like, these people are real and they talk. They to are. Me. And, it's you know, sick. if you try to email fucking, you know, Post Malone or goddamn Red Hot Chili Pepper, it's like probably not going to get a response. But a lot of people that you put out as yeah. just like on a pedestal, like, oh, they won't respond. You, you literally just do it and if they don't respond well now you know okay they don't respond yeah but dude i've got even if it's just a no i got a no directly from general mattis's secretary who said who said he laughed and said to tell you he would love or you know he's very flattered but he like he can't at this time but i was just like this is a goddamn that was the motherfucker who below trump could like control the nukes (laughs) and he was like he was like hey tommy's podcast very flattered can't at this time but like to me, I'm like that's a total win. I got a response. Yeah, dude. Like, I didn't awesome. give a shit you what the response. You don't know until you try, man. You don't know until yeah, you try. Exactly, dude. So, th- yeah, man. It's just fuck yeah. Have you? I saw on your post that you've uh, that you tweeted at Elon. Do you think you're gonna? No, no dude, response. Dude, I if think... anyone would though, it would be him. If anyone would, I know. It's just a matter it was really of getting. Really funny it to him. when I was talking to a like some lawyers and stuff they're like so how do you think this thing's gonna get launched i'm like all right hear me out we're gonna build up a following on reddit and instagram slowly but surely i've been pretty bad at it because i'm just partial to social media but i'm like we're gonna tweet at elon and we're gonna get a lot of retweets because this is funny and he's gonna be like f it let's do it and i I think that's i think that's a perfect i think so I got like 50 something retweets, a couple hundred likes when I did say, let's do it. But um, I think when we're closer to the end and we're able to say, you know, we have it and we build build up a little more notoriety around this physical entity that is meme set, it's not just an idea anymore. Um, I think that we're, we'll try again. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happened. I It'd be really, really cool. Think it would absolutely work. It would, it, I don't think that's stupid at all. I think that's absolutely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think I think it's the way to go. So we're we got a team. We got a team uh, down in Athens, like 12, 15 kids. 
Um, I say kids, undergraduate engineers, like first and second years. And they're, they're chugging away. I kind of, I mentor them a little bit, but I'm in Atlanta a lot of the time. So I try to make it down to Athens a couple times a week. And I answer their questions and we work together on stuff. But these kids have like a fire in their eyes. Oh, they're yeah. about it. Because it's, it's something that's it's like... meme set. <laughs> something I love, and this is something I've wanted to do forever, not just meme set. If you ask me at the end of high school or like four years ago in college, hey, what do you want to do when you grow up? I couldn't say, oh, I want to be a rocket scientist. I want to do whatever. I'd say, I want to do something that's really, really funny, but technically very difficult. And so like me and my friends were like, oh, dude, we should email Pornhub and see if we can build drones for them. Like we should. (laughs) And I'm like, MemeSat is just an extension of that idea. If I could, I'd become like Mark Rober. I'd be like a fucking YouTuber. Someone from that makes on my podcast. Thank you for the inspiration. I'm yeah, dude. From yeah. <laughs> tweet at him. Tweet at him or something. Yeah. Email him. I'll um, fucking email him. That's what I do, dude. Yeah. But I, I mean, you reach out and you do these things. Like I, uh, when Gucci Mane got out of jail and he's like, Hey, I'm looking for people to develop my brick squad label. Um, DM me on Twitter, DM me your resume. And so I shot on my resume, I'm like Gucci, man, I don't know why you'd need an aerospace engineer, but if you want something that flies or goes fast, I'm your man. Didn't get a response, but I'm like, man, that would be funny. And so, Fuck so yeah. memes that, and I'm, I'm glad it reaches these kids in the same way. Cause some people are like, Oh, cool. It's amateur radio or oh, cool, whatever space. But the people that I think I connect with the most are like, ha 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 memes are funny. And then you think about it and you're like, this sounds pretty hard to do. Like we're going to have multiple radio. It's all, it's all within 10 centimeters of each other. Right. Yeah. And it's going to be as cheap as possible, cheaper than anyone's really ever done it before. It's going to have more memory because like on your phone, right. You got like a 64 gig iPhone, something like that in space storage like that is extremely sensitive and extremely expensive. So you need your memory to be powered at all times. Otherwise you lose it. If you use Ram, which is a volatile memory, if you want to use more permanent memory, it's very susceptible to radiation. A lot of things people don't know about space is that it's not just, Oh, it's cold or, Oh, it's hot. There's stuff getting beamed out of all directions of the universe. Yeah. That's going to, that's going to frig your stuff up. It's going to, hit your board it's going to fry something it's going to flip numbers it's going to flip ones and zeros in your software right you need things in place to stop that from happening and currently um high capacity memory is like a premium for that sort of thing because if you can do a bunch of storage that's radiation safe i mean your payloads can be better and whatever but for our purposes we're doing that research for memes which is funny because it's this very industry applicable thing we're researching and going to be writing papers on, but it's our test data is a bunch of users submitted memes. And so it's like the way that my company is classified is that I'm a research institution. I, I am a research institution, a charitable research institution where I'm working with universities and we're doing like novel groundbreaking space research and we're publishing our findings and we're going to sell it. And, we're just doing it in funny ways. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love it. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just want to be like a modern engineering comedian. Yeah. Dude, I I think it's fucking brilliant. And I think it's going to work, too, man. It's. We'll see. We'll see. 
because it, it's it's got the if it wasn't meme set and it was just a cube set despite how technically insane and interesting and impressive that would still be the reality is is no one would give a shit because it's yeah, like it's it like hey, we're researchers value. from whichever medical school and we're trying to make insulin made out of you know whatever cat food or whatever okay cool that you know that'd be a neat ama on reddit that you'd click on for 10 seconds while you're shitting but like you know if you look at the top comments what you'd see if there's any funny comments and then it's about it yeah. whatever first thing but when it's you know if it's hey we're trying to you know hey we're building an electron microscope and we made whatever we made elon's face out of atoms yeah well, now you're going oh cool despite how insanely impressive the technology is regardless you have to have funny. that you have to have that trojan coronavirus you have to have that viral delivery mechanism yeah and that yeah no, no, that's no, no. literally that what was... a meme is so it's meme sat i guarantee you there are a ton of people our age trying to put up meme sets or satellites cube sets yeah. and, that, and that's in there and they're equally impressive but the reality yeah, is, is i don't impressive. yeah but the reality well i would say less because the reality is is i don't give a fuck past like oh that's cool they're taking donations oh, okay bye but yeah. if it's meme sad, all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're doing this thing. We're going to shoot back dank memes. Now it's like, fuck it. All right. All right. I'm yeah. on board. So I think what happened is, I mean, we had this idea and we're like, this is hilarious. And, you know, you just kind of realize as you talk to more people, you're like, you know what? You can, instead of just doing this as a joke, because I mean, like me and my buddies could all work for a summer and we could pull together 10K if we lived like we currently do. We could pull together 10K in our engineering jobs and just do this. But that's that's not as fun like that's not i think the coolest part is the challenge and then using it to really make it a platform for something yeah right and so it's like oh this meme sat's hilarious i'm like but we can friggin inspire the next generation of astronauts exactly and i i think that's the coolest part is you can totally spin it and be like make it wild yeah right like you can you can learn ukulele okay cool that's kind of a weird hipster white girl thing to do but if you learn ukulele so well and then do something hilarious, like do this really intense metal cover of Chop Suey yeah. or some yeah. like that's... mega death song, people are going to be like, that's really funny. Yeah. Like that's that that makes ukulele cool to me. I want to learn Chop Suey on ukulele. Exactly. And so now you got all these friggin' ukulele players making YouTube tutorials of Chop Suey. But <laughs> it's like, I want to do that. I want to do something that's so funny. And I want to do it so well that people are like, that's kind of crazy. Like that's beyond how funny that is. Like that's impressive. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane that they did it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's where we're at. And I think it's really funny because if I, if you knew me, you'd be like, this kid is so stupid. (laughs) Dude, it's the same with everyone. Anyone that says they're not stupid is a true jackass. Anyone, dude, you got to acknowledge your stupid. Dude, I'm the first to say I'm I'm dumb as shit. I don't know what I'm doing. I've had people tell me they're like, you're well read. I'm like, on this, I've, I cover, I skim the surface. So I know, looks like I know what I'm talking about. I'm with you. I'm like, cube size. I'm like, dude, I listened to an hour lecture on repeat last night while I played Grand Theft Auto, just so I kind of know what I was talking about today. That's my girlfriend. I think it's time to, okay. Um, time to cut it. But, um, yeah, dude, we'll, we'll definitely have to pick this up another day. This has been awesome. Well, dude, we're all fucking quarantined. So, I got. It. I'll uh, I'll shoot you my um, 
I norm I normally have work weekends, but it's all the bar the fucking bars closed. So um, yeah, let me know if you want to do one this weekend or something, or I'll I'll, sh- I'll just show you my schedule for all the yeah yeah. Days. And I mean, I got your number. I'll, yeah. I'll keep oh in yeah. Contact. I don't this know why the fuck I'm acting like it's difficult to reach me. <laughs> I'm like yeah, I'm literally. You've been, I mean, I've gotten interviewed by some people, just a few people, and it was much less fun than this. So yeah. I've appreciated this a lot. <laughs> fuck yeah. Well, that's good for me here, man. I don't want people to not have fun on here. Well, it, this, yeah, it's great because I've been like when people write articles it's like conversational but they definitely have their questions that they're jumping to on their sheet of paper but i like this this is yeah. very conversational yeah. and good yeah the only paper i have is just so i stop fucking interrupting <laughs> <laughs> i like it man i yeah. think i think a podcast will grow grow yeah. well with time i think you're pretty engaging i like it i appreciate it man yeah, my, my notes aren't even fucking my notes are only applicable for like a minute before I forget what they said. I was talking to the D- Delta Force guy and I, I made a note that said Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle is this super like new agey spiritual guy and I was somehow going to try to tie it into Delta Force. <laughs> I have no idea and I never did, but here it is. Delta Force Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, but the point being, that's the only paper I have, man. Yeah, dude. All so right. um I know I'm, I know you gotta get us so Tommy, yeah, so Godspeed, brother. Um don't die. And uh yeah, I'll Stay text safe. I'll text you. Let's do another one. All right, see you, man. Peace, Bye. brother. Peace.